0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Never Seen It. This is a podcast about movies that we haven't seen. I'm your host, Betsy, and with me is my co-host, Trent. Hello. Hello, Trent. It's been a hot minute since we recorded one of these, uh, so we'll see if we remember how to do it, because we have a big finale to get to. In
1: real time, we haven't sat down at this table for a week and a half, (laughs) but for you folks... It's just been a few days.
0: That's right. And we are at long last at the end of April. We have finished our video game series. And now it is time for the climax, if you will. Oh, God damn it! We are finishing our Smutty Sunday series with the trilogy to end all trilogies. <laughs> We're finishing Fifty Shades with Fifty Shades Freed? Freed? That's what it's called. What the hell is that about? It doesn't matter. It's a stupid title for a stupid movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we assume. We, we don't know, Betsy. We haven't seen this movie yet. All right. Well, Trent, what do you think you know oh, God damn. based on the last one? It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. So when last we left our two lovers, <laughs> uh, they were about to get married. They just got engaged. They're just so in love. Yeah. After a whole lot of like soap opera drama, like people getting slapped and there being this mysterious figure who was plotting against them. Well yeah, her boss is an asshole who tried former to Former boss.
0: Former boss. Former boss, let's get
1: it get it current.
0: He made he made a move and she didn't like it, and She got his ass fired.
1: Well, I would say that would be more than a move, Betsy. Well, yes. He basically tried to attack her in the office. He cornered her in his office, alone, Mm -hmm. with nobody else in the office at all, and she kicked him in the nuts and escaped. And too bad for him because Christian Grey owns
0: the company and he was let go all of a sudden.
1: Uh, No, he did not buy the company, but he knew the CEO of the company. He was gonna buy the company. He was in the process of doing it because he's a fucking control freak and he wants to control all aspects of Anastasia's life. No, he's a businessman with varying interests in business. No, Betsy, I don't know what the hell this is going to be about. I assume we're going to start with a wedding because that's what everything was leading up to. And that's how the Twilight movies did it.
0: I'm going to go ahead and be bold and say that his sister, Rita Ora, also has a psychic ability that we didn't know about. And we're going to have an elaborate scene of what could be. It's
1: one of those (laughs) kinds of soap operas.
0: Listen, it is Twilight just through a fan's lens. Oh, so damn it. don't tell me we couldn't get that stupid. There was a <laughs>
1: helicopter crash in the last one. That was just a wet An fart. Unnecessary helicopter crash. So, don't make me remind you of that. So we
0: don't know exactly what's going to happen
1: except for they're going to get married yeah. and her
0: ex boss is out for revenge yeah.
1: for reasons. And I made a prediction in the last episode They were out on some fucking boat and Anna saw this house in the background in the middle of the woods and she thought, oh, I wonder what it would be like to live in a house like that. My prediction was they actually either buy that house or another similar house in the woods and they're just going to live out their sexy life and yeah. There you go. And I also seem to recall saying something about
0: rich guy shit. So we had a plane in the first one, we had mm-hmm. a boat in the second one. Do you have any bold predictions for what rich guy shit he's gonna make her do in this movie?
1: A spaceship.
0: Space. We're going to space. It's I mean, just they like.
1: Did, they did it in Fast Nine. It's just
0: like F9. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I basically have no idea how to end this movie. They're going to, I assume, just get progressively worse. And this is going to be the necessary
1: evil to round out this series. Yeah, it's going to be like the end of a Scooby-Doo episode where the boss guy is like sneaking around and they finally get him arrested. (laughs) He says, I would have gotten away with it without you crazy kids or something like that.
0: (laughs) And if there isn't some good fucking, I'm going to be really annoyed. If you if you burden me with
1: plot in this movie, uh-huh. I'm really going to be upset. Well, there is a wedding, and there's going to be a wedding night, so there's got to be. There better be. So let's get to it.
0: We are going to wrap up Smutty Sunday with Fifty Shades Freed, and we will be right back. Back. This is Boobs and Boobland. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three. Episode three, also known as Fifty Shades Freed. Trent. Boobs and Boobland. That was a real line of dialogue.
1: <laughs> how, how do you feel after we've now finished this glorious trilogy? It's done. It's done. We never have to watch those movies again. Betsy. What the hell? <laughs> I mentioned it in the intro and in the last episode, but this went full bonkers into soap opera land. Like, <laughs> fully. You got the fucking kidnapping scene. You got weird adoption stuff. You got someone getting shot. And it's all barely explained. And no one dies. Nope. It's a
0: fucking soap opera. Yeah, the pacing in this movie is a fucking roller coaster because it's like, haha, we're on a boat and there's a man threatening us and we're going to go to Aspen and he's getting out on bail. (laughs) (laughs) Like every other scene is going from marital bliss and everyone's happy and people are getting engaged and we're drinking champagne. That's how
1: soaps are, though.
0: Yeah. To the next scene. He's kidnapped your sister, and you have to bring him $5 million in cash.
1: (laughs) In a duffel bag.
0: And we don't know why, because this guy wasn't even in the first movie. He's barely in the second movie. And then they give this absolutely convoluted, half-baked story as to why he is doing this in the third. Mm -hmm. I was having a great
1: time. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, soap operas are supposed to be this fucking campy thing where... It is just trash. And you know it's trash. That's that's what you come to the shit. This movie
0: is sitting at a whopping 11%.
1: Double digits,
0: baby. 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I believe, if we go through the records, is the lowest rated movie that we have yet covered on
1: this podcast. I believe you're right. I, I had to rack my brain a little bit, but yeah.
0: We'd have to do some research, but I think right now we're probably going to have to place it At the very bottom, which, you know, we recently did Assassin's Creed, which was 19. That is a higher rating than this, which I just think is unfair because that movie was boring as shit. This movie, at least it was like, this is so stupid. I love it. (laughs)
1: Yes,
0: Like I was laughing hysterically during one of the sex scenes because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. I couldn't help myself.
1: I was just squealing with delight watching this nonsense unfold and the main things that i was squealing with delight about were all of the things that i predicted god damn it (laughs) god damn it they bought the house not just any house the the house. house yeah yeah i bought it for you
0: surprise
1: surprise
0: yeah and in this one of course the rich guy shit was we're gonna drive around in our really expensive what was that a fucking audi or something yeah and the placement of this in the movie is like she she like threatens the woman who is gonna redesign their house and is like, you may call me Mrs. Gray and yeah. She's laying down the law. Don't talk to my husband as if I'm not in the room and get your eyes off him. And take
1: your hands off him. Yeah,
0: get your hands off him. <laughs> and then she's allowed to drive this car. And it's the scene. In the last Twilight movie, where Bella is reborn a vampire and she's born to be a vampire, and she's just the greatest vampire that's ever lived. That's all I could think
1: about. She says, I'm a race car driver. Yeah,
0: I'm a race car driver. I've never driven this. She was driving in high heels, Trent. If you
1: forgot this, she's wearing like she's so good at everything.
0: Four-inch stilettos. She's never driven this car, and she's got someone tailing them, and she's gotta get away, and she does it, and she's so good at it.
1: The last car that she she drove was her vintage bug.
0: Well, she had that other little red one Did in Did she
1: drive it, though? We Did never... you see her drive Okay, it? fair. We never saw her it drive it. It was parked in a garage. So, no, she has not driven a car since her VW bug.
0: Not that we, the audience, have watched, but she can handle the, the awesome power of this sports car.
1: <laughs> yes, and another thing I wanted to bring up here that bothers the shit out of me for all of these movies. We have zero, zero concept of time. All of the time that has passed, we have no idea.
0: Well, yeah, a large segment of this movie is one day because she's like... yeah wakes up and goes to the office and then they go and look at this house and that's the same day. Mm -hmm. And then she's like going to give him a haircut because she's just like an old timey wife who knows how to do things like, oh yeah, thing you didn't know about me
1: before. I can cut hair. I'm just so impressive. And I can cook. I do all these things. But that's, that's my point here. The, the, the time I have no idea. What is the time between movie two and movie three? How much time were they engaged? Because we just hop right into the wedding.
0: Oh yeah, we breezed through that. Like, they, they might have gotten married in two weeks, two months, it could be a year. Could have been the next day. I have no idea. And she keeps talking about how it just all happened so fast. It's
1: just a whirlwind.
0: A whirlwind. So yeah, either you got
1: engaged and then had a
0: long engagement... Or you had a really short engagement and now you're married because it It doesn't matter well it kind of does matter because it seems like you skipped some fundamental conversations
1: a person should have Uh before one gets married (laughs) and you know i mean the the elephant in the room here is she's preggers and she's six weeks along okay how long between when she finds that out and when they got married i know they're fucking a lot i get that Well, she was just so busy, she forgot to take her hormones or her her birth control. Right. Uh, Again, I just do not understand why in these scenes over here where she's at her job, time seems to stand still. And over here in her more personal life, time seems to stretch out. It's very strange. Trent, I told you in the introduction, I did not want them to burden me with plot
0: and I don't think time they, is I plot. don't think they did because no. you're right this movie structurally is just a nightmare like there's no construct for how much time has passed how much time is passing what everyone is up to is irrelevant she got a promotion when she wasn't even
1: at work and you're just like the fuck she did yeah. well, like the HR lady is a complete bitch about it too Yeah, she's like, wow, and you weren't even here. Right.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Implying that, oh, yeah, you didn't do anything to actually earn this.
0: Yeah, but they don't, like, explore that at all. And then later in the movie, she's dealing with the bad guy because he's blackmailing her because he has a sex tape of them. And it's just like,
1: where is all this coming from? And, like, and in the second movie, she's, like, hovering around them because we at least think okay he's gotten in trouble in the past with with ladies and, and she's H- HR and HR is just hovering around there to make sure that he's not doing the same thing to his new assistant mm-hmm. but no they had a previous relationship quote- unquote and she still works there and yeah it's very strange I don't and, like that
0: and then of course they just like casually are like tying up things from the other movie where it's like Oh, well, they think that maybe there was sabotage, and that's why the helicopter went down. I'm going to
1: say this. Honestly, I was talking to Betsy while she was on a little vacation, and I told her a thought that I had. I thought, oh, wait, maybe the reason why this stupid helicopter crash was included in the movie in the first place was that the guy, the boss guy, the asshole... He sabotaged it. I said that. Did I not? You
0: did say that about a few days
1: ago. I I called that too. It just wasn't on mic.
0: Well, and then it just kept getting weirder from there because he's like sending anonymous notes that say, You owe me a life. But the first time we see him, he's not even breaking in. He gets a pass to go into a
1: visitor pass. A visitor
0: pass to go into Christian Gray's office building. Sure. And he sets a bomb an explosive device and starts a fire because he's apparently brilliant beyond
1: brilliant right he can make bombs out of like liquor flasks yeah and knows how to hack like he's either hacking the, the the card reader thing or he like stole a different pass because a visitor pass would not get you into the fucking server room
0: well, and then he has, like, some kind of device that he hooks to the to get into the server room that's, like, scanning it. It's, like, yeah. super technology that right. we haven't seen you before. You worked at a
1: fucking publisher, dude. How are you this savvy with tech?
0: And we don't know any of this in the previous movie. This is no. all just
1: being thrown at us yeah. like it's supposed to make sense. He's a tall, handsome man who gets really handsy, and that's about the end of it. And by the end of the
0: movie, it's because... He and Christian Grey were in the same foster family Mm -hmm. in Detroit when they were children. And he's been holding a lifelong grudge because they picked him instead of Jack. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So this is something that could have worked. Like, I will tell you, if he wasn't her boss in the second movie, Mm -hmm. if you had just gotten rid of that, if he was this invisible faceless dude who Who? was like stalking them and just a menace that would have been a completely different thing because you'd be like oh there's a mystery here and i need to understand it but but making it a guy we already have established as someone we know and then complicating it with (laughs) this weird backstory what
1: the hell (laughs) i would have much rather i agree with you i think that story isn't enough to fill an entire movie like, that story would be, if this was a TV show, that'd be an episode. Or at least a subplot of a season. Not an entire movie, like, where the crescendo of the movie is him getting his comeuppance.
0: And he's barely in this. Like, it's just genuinely the subplot of this. The whole plot, yeah. the main crux of this is they're going to have a baby.
1: Yeah, it's still the relationship. It's
0: still the relationship and, you know, she was just so busy and flippant about her (laughs) her birth control that she forgot to go to the doctor and now she's just real pregnant. Oh no, what will we do? Mm -hmm. And he freaks out because he wanted her to himself and he had plans and this is not the plan we had. he's
1: mad. And
0: he is mad and he goes back to Elena who's not even in this movie we just see a a text message Mm -hmm. that's where he went and yeah they have like a real fight yeah
1: i i said to betsy man this is a real fight like this is intense
0: yeah he's getting personal he's done fucked up like they are trying to work on their relationship and he's bad at it but he's not making efforts to improve
1: yeah. On being an actual human being. He ran away. He went to the one person that she would not have approved of. And confides in
0: her. Yeah. You confide in your spouse. That's what you do when you have problems. Yeah. Even if the problem, especially if the problem is with your spouse. Indeed, That is how marriage works. And he doesn't get that. And by the end of the movie, you know, he is this brand new man. I'm who's-
1: here. I'm, I'm apologizing to you right now. Yes you, you should have done that yesterday dude.
0: Oh yeah, but he's transformed in this marriage trend. He he sings now and he, he
1: learns so fast he and he plays cries. The piano he cries. and he cries. He plays the Beatles and he cries.
0: He's so, well not the Beatles, that's a Wings song. Thank you very much. Oh god.
1: <laughs> that's Paul
0: McCartney. Maybe
1: I'm amazed. Next time on our music podcast <laughs> we'll discuss Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Love, take me down to the streets. Do not start singing Temporary Secretary. I will end this show right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: so just so many stupid things that we throw into this movie because I'm very sad to say Mia was not a psychic. She did not have visions of the future <laughs> because if she had,
1: she wouldn't have got she her ass kicked. got tied the fuck up.
0: And it just happens. It's not, there's no lead up. Her phone rings. It's me on the phone, but it's not me on the phone. It's just her number, and it's Jack. And he picked her up in front of some building, and now he's holding her hostage. Like,
1: what? (laughs) Yeah, and of course, it does explain the stuff from the second movie, where Jack is at this party, and he takes the photo of the family, because his biggest thing isn't just with christian it's with the entire family because he wanted to be the gray yeah he it could have been, been me it should have been me i wanted to have that advantage dude you went to fucking yale right didn't they find yeah. that out he went to yale he's
0: just as smart yes. just as talented he could have been a self-made man but instead he's yeah. dedicated his life to revenge <laughs> well, he's
1: dedicated his life <laughs> okay to no no humiliating
0: sorry. women sorry no he has dedicated the last Three to seven months (laughs) (laughs) dedicated to revenge. Who the fuck knows how
1: much time it is.
0: And again, it just doesn't make any sense because he's her boss in the second one and then he's out for revenge. And this is really why. It has nothing to do with the fact that she rejected him and no. kneed him in the balls. No. That has nothing to do with it.
1: Yeah. He has multiple interests, Betsy. He, <laughs> he, har- he harasses women. Yes. And on the side, he yes. dabbles in revenge. That's his day job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this genuinely when i say i had a great time watching oh yeah i'm not kidding you like they they fly to aspen for the weekend let me just set the scene for you folks they fly to aspen because she won an auction in the last movie with his money with his money (laughs) and it's his cabin they're on his private jet Ooh, rich guy shit drink every time they do rich guy shit this would be a blast like if it's just like the private jet the private yacht yep paris in the springtime all that shit and on the plane is all of her best friends. Like and that was cool. The the photographer guy who she rejected in the first one. He's I, still there. I guess they're still friends. And Mia's there. And his brother and her friend. Everyone's here. We're so excited. So they fly there. And then they're in the kitchen because she's had a bad dream and can't sleep. Mm-hmm. And she's eating ice cream. And then she just starts putting her spoon On his chest and licking ice cream off of him, Mm -hmm. you know, in such a seductive way. And then she starts giving him a blowjob. And let me tell you, there's a few times in this movie where we get dangerously close, like as close as you could possibly get to Mm -hmm. his penis Mm -hmm. before they cut away. And Uh this was one of two times they did it. Yeah. In this movie. In this movie. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't really expecting you to get quite that close but there you go and then of course he turns it on her and he starts like putting the ice cream on her thigh and then going down on her And I was just laughing because I kept screaming, they're going to fuck on the table, the kitchen table. They're going to fuck on the table. And I
1: was yelling, they're going to have breakfast there in like four hours. People eat there.
0: People eat there. (laughs) And of course they fucked on the table. Uh And it's just absurd. The way this whole scene escalates, it's like, is this supposed to be sexy? Was is that what they're going or were they going for I funny think they're
1: going for awkward because he even said yeah don't keep it down i don't want to wake up the entire house and she says i don't care let him wake up yeah i don't and care she, she the knocks the, the the fruit bowl over <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be awkward all of the other times that they get sexy it's all very staged and very like erotic and everything else no they're just horny in the middle of the night why not they're always horny they it's do true. that so much and
0: this one would you say this is more or less horny than the last movie oh
1: this is by far the horniest one <laughs> and i think that they fuck more in this this movie than all of the other ones I would have to go and
0: get a tally
1: because I wasn't keeping track. Oh, no. But it is like every other
0: scene. It's like, we're married now. Let's fuck. They even
1: have the scene at the very beginning when the opening credits are still rolling after yeah. after they get little, married. A little taste. There's some thrusting in the background of this giant bed. In Paris. In Paris. Yes. So including that one. Yeah, there's definitely more fucking in this one.
0: And then they fuck in a lot of weird places. Because, like I said, they fuck on the kitchen table. They fuck in the car. Yeah. After the getaway, she's so
1: aroused. Oh, God. She
0: just climbs on top and they fuck in the car. 20 seconds. (laughs) But then there's a lot of her just, like, going into the red room being like, let's go play. Let's go do it. And then there's another scene where, like, he, instead of having a normal human reaction... When she disobeys him, Uh he's like, I need to show you what it's like. And he kind of torments her, if you will, like, like starts using a vibrator on her. And then she uses her safe word. This is the only time in the trilogy she has to say, no, stop. You've gone too far. Because
1: he's doing a thing called denial. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that the word is correct. She's edging. I would think so. I think that is the the technical term over and over where you're almost gonna orgasm but then no. And then you almost orgasm and then no. You are denying that person the orgasm and it's a torture tactic. It is, and it's
0: working. Yeah. But of she course she does not like that. It's not coming from a place of love, it's coming yeah. from a place of revenge because yes. he's mad. Yeah. And yet it's just these dramatic swings where they have a fight and then it goes to the playroom. Yeah. And then they have a fight. And then they're all better. And then they have a fight. It's like stop fighting. Do you just seriously, I know you rushed into this, but you sh- these are conversations you should have had before you got married. Like she makes a comment a joke about barefoot and pregnant and yeah. he almost chokes on his steak because he's like, Wow, well, pregnant? Oh no. I can't be a dad. That's just not the way I planned this. Later, later. He
1: he reacts in a way that reminds me of his character from the first movie because he
0: he reverts.
1: Yes, and I kind of have a problem with that aspect. Where between one and three, there is a giant, giant leap with this character. He is not wanting to only have sex in the playroom. He is fine with, and I, I understand people grow. But again, this is the timing thing. I have no idea how much time has passed, even between the first movie and now. Three to fifty business months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an inside joke. Um, but yeah, that that's my big thing. Like the the character of Christian, I I see the growth, and I and that's cool. And that's the whole point of that's this. That's the whole she point. She changes this. him for the better. Yes, but. I still don't see it. I think it's too big of a leap in a short amount of time.
0: Well, and then the way- Without therapy. And then the way she is in the first one to this one, like you can expect her as she grows more confidence sexually- Sure. That she's going to have more confidence overall. But then like she's just getting these promotions at work and I can't really explain why and they don't bother explaining it. It's just- this is the way it is now. Well,
1: there is one instance where she's bringing in this one author and it's very successful. So yes, that would make sense that but, she would get a promotion. But they don't bother putting any of that in the movie.
0: This is like less than two hours, I think, this movie.
1: It's an hour 45. Yeah,
0: it cooks. This movie just starts and then it's over before you know it. You had to pause it for a second. And I was like, oh, shit, it's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Because nothing happens and everything happens in this movie. And they give little to no explanation for any of it. Like, we get a couple of returning players, but they're barely in it. They probably did their scenes in, like, two days. Like, Marcia Gay Harden's in it for, like, five seconds. Yep. Rita Ora gets kidnapped. You know, she's in, like, three She's in a two, couple three scenes. scenes.
1: Uh, The photographer friend is there for, like, two scenes as well. Like, Jack is in, uh, like, three scenes. He's not in it much. And he just goes... (laughs) There's such inconsistency with his look. Like, at the end, when
0: he's threatening her, he looks, like, crazed and, like, he hasn't slept. And his eyes are all red. And then in the next shot, they're not. Like, it Mm. was really bad. There was also a scene earlier where... She goes back to work and her assistant says, oh, I had them change your email to Anastasia Gray. Right. And she decides she's going to draw a line and say, no, at work I'm still going to be Anastasia Steele. Right. Because I want to keep the two things separate. I don't want people to think that I got this job just because of Mm -hmm. who I'm married to. Sure, sure. And his response is, I tried to email you and it bounced. It said it didn't work. Why Why are you still using steel? That's just
1: not okay. Yeah, and he barges into a meeting.
0: Yeah, he busts up a meeting with her now very successful author right. who, who's doing a book launch very soon. Yeah. And he has a beard and he looks really weird and she makes some comment about you need to shave.
1: Yeah, and he goes to
0: shave. And he does it. I feel like that scene was done later. Or something. It was done out of sequence because they had to make the comment about you need to go shave. Okay. Because it just looked like he had a fake beard to me. It looked very strange. He did not look like this in any other scene in the entire movie.
1: Yeah, I think this is like soon after they get back from their honeymoon. I, so, maybe he wasn't shaving during that? No, I
0: literally mean that the actor Jamie Dornan looks different because maybe he had moved on to another project and they needed and him did. for reshoots. Okay and they needed to explain
1: away why he looked different. And he needed to go like back on set to the other movie where he had a beard, where he needed the beard. Uh, I
0: swear to god because there's n- he doesn't look like that in any other scene of this movie, even when they're on their
1: honeymoon. <laughs> yeah.
0: Talk- he's a little gravelly looking, but yeah. not that bad.
1: Talk about weird time things. Yes.
0: <laughs> so it's just one of those Like in the, uh, what was it, Mission Impossible movie when Henry Cavill had a mustache. And then he was doing the other movie where he didn't. But he he refused to shave it. So they just (laughs) copied it out. They like colored it out in Mm -hmm. post. Mm -hmm. And it's completely obvious and stupid. It feels like that. Just less aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just that sort of thing where... We know what kind of movie we're making. We know what kind of money it's going to make, regardless of the quality. So we're just going to give you one line of dialogue, and we're not going to bother with the rest of consistency. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we are all over the place, but in our defense, this movie is all over the place. So (laughs) before we, uh, honestly, we'll probably wrap up pretty soon because there's not really a whole lot else to talk about in this insane movie. But, Trent, do you have some specific things that you would like to bring up?
1: I would like to know what you think the the title means. Fifty Shades Freed. Freed from what? I think it
0: could be a number of things. Uh, the burdens of the past. Because at the end of the movie, they just also casually throw out... By the way, they found where your birth mother was buried... And they go and visit her grave so she can be forgiven by Christian.
1: And her name was Ella. Of
0: course, it was fucking Ella. Ella. You mean Bella. It was Bella. Bella? Ella could be short for Isabella. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh-huh. But yeah, it's a casual, at the end of this dossier about Jack, this guy who's been tormenting them, it says all the stuff about the, the foster care that yeah. they were both in, and then she just
1: says oh, and they found your mother's grave. Like, what? <laughs> well, he's got this team of people who is do- like, digging up all this dirt. But why
0: would that information be in Jack's file? That's a great question. It has nothing to do with what they were talking about.
1: But they needed to wrap up this fucking series. Yeah, and they wrap it up there and they're walking away and then they fade to black in credits. Like, that's a weird ending to this movie. No, it wasn't the end of the movie, I know, Trent, I know. Because first, we
0: got... Like the end of the the last Twilight movie, a montage of their entire oh, relationship God. set to music, as she is just looking at him lovingly. I have died every day waiting
1: for you. Jesus. <laughs> and they even have the <laughs> the same song, the Rita Ora song, yes. playing over that credit scene. Yes. Damn it. Yeah. God damn it. So they have that, and then she's like.
0: I'm awaiting your pleasure. Like she put all his shit out yeah. in, the, in the playroom and they play and then shut the door. It's like barf, sure. Gross. And then we get one shot of the future where they're happily living at this house yep. on the water. And there's a little boy and she's pregnant again. So barefoot and pregnant. There mm-hmm. she is. Mm-hmm. That's that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that uh. being said, Freed. He is freed from the burdens that he had before. The, the shit okay, that he was last, going through. The last
1: hang up that he had was about kids, I guess. Is that what you're saying?
0: He's worked
1: his way through all of his problems, I
0: suppose. yes. So he's the
1: perfect man. Yes. The perfect husband. And the they're, perfect they're father. So perfect
0: together. They were meant to be together. <sighs> this is a love that will last a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, no. Uh, the, the last last little thing, it was very minor. Um, she has this nightmare, and I feel like it should have been a bigger thing or more. I, I don't know, but she's like in this ballroom with a bunch of chandeliers everywhere, and she's just dreaming and having a wispy time, and all of a sudden Jack comes behind her and is going to th- slit her throat or something like that? I don't even know if it I don't was remember. That. I don't remember, but he shows up and she wakes up, and it's like, is this like a Freddy Krueger thing? Is, is she is he haunting her dreams? He might be. <laughs> I said somebody in this movie
0: must have supernatural powers. Maybe it's Jack. <laughs> his his power is he can haunt your dreams, which is why Christian had that dream Christian about dream. her being dead. Yeah, just saying. Okay, I have one other note. If this is truly Twilight style fashion movie. We have to have a baby name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: in that one, I, mean, I,
1: I, I said, is it gonna be Renesmo? I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's a combination of the two mothers' names, and in this movie, the two mothers are named Carla and Grace. So some suggestions for you. <laughs> I've come these. I had about two minutes to think of these. All right. Uh, we've got Gracerla.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: Car- carlase
1: Carl, Carlase,
0: Carlase, or you know, you could just be really obvious and do Carla Grace, one word. Boo. Or perhaps. Gracarla. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of Grasula, Gricarla! <laughs> so there you go. Some equally terrible suggestions for their terrible babies. It couldn't be worse than Renezme. It really couldn't, so I hope you forget I ever said this. I won't. Oh, uh, but with that, that is that is it, Trent. We did it.
1: We watched all, all of the smut. It took a year and a half for us to come back to this thing, and I'm really glad we did. Oh,
0: God, it's so bad. Like, but But as I said, whereas Assassin's Creed was bad and boring and confusing,
1: this makes no sense. But also, I completely understood no, it. No, it does make sense, but it's fucking stupid. It's, <laughs> it is written it for a child, sense. but there's sex and a whole lot of it.
0: Yeah, the sex is the more important stuff, and you could have done this without
1: the crazy sideline side story. The like, if you di- if you took out all of the sex, you could have sold this as a PG movie. Just about seriously it it would have been about 23 minutes long that's the thing like (laughs) this movie is an hour and 45 minutes i said and there's a lot of sex scenes without them i think it would have been would it be like an hour 70 minutes 80 minutes i don't know
0: i would like you someone out there to edit this down I want two separate movies. All
1: three movies take out the sex. I
0: want, no, no, I want it. I still want it. (laughs) I just want you like separated it out. I want the movie that is just the sex. And then I want the movie that is just the plot. And the sex will be like a three hour movie. And the plot will be 17 minutes and 24 seconds. (laughs) All three movies. That's what I want. Someone do that for me, please. And thank you. I'm sure
1: that exists somewhere.
0: I'm gonna look into it. Now I'm invested. All
1: right, when I'm committed. You do
0: that. I've committed to this choice I've made. <laughs> <laughs> I have to live with it. But with that, that is gonna be the end of Smutty Sunday. But we do have an email regarding one of our other Smutty movies. Uh, this one is from our super fan Stephanie about Fatal Attraction. She begins. I do not see the Michael Douglas appeal. Well, it was the 80s. Everyone wanted to fuck Michael Douglas. I can't explain it. It's just the law. It's just a thing. The people of America spoke. That's what they said. Maybe because I have seen what a dick he is in this movie. (laughs) He absolutely gets what he deserves. However, his family and the bunny did not deserve to be dragged into his mess. I cannot even imagine what I would do if I went to pick up my kid and she wasn't there. This movie definitely has some horror to it. But I think that she is only the villain because she takes it too far. Had they added some jaunty music or toned down the crazy, this movie could have been an adult version of John Tucker Must Die or something.
1: I I mean, I haven't seen John Tucker Must Die, so...
0: I mean, I'm assuming young hot guy is an asshole to all the women, so they take revenge. Okay. There, I summarized a movie I haven't seen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She finishes... I would for sure watch a Lizzie Kaplan, Joshua Jackson TV reboot. Love them both. Love you guys. Superfan Stephanie.
1: Yeah, I watched like a clip of that show uh, just recently, and they do say the line.
0: I'm not going to be ignored, Daniel. Yeah, she
1: does say that line.
0: (laughs) I'm intrigued by it because I actually was listening to another podcast the other day that was talking about Fatal Attraction, and this was when they were developing the TV show. Okay. And they were talking about Lizzie Kaplan in that role because, of course, the whole thing about Fatal Attraction was Glenn Close was not the type. Up to this point in her career, mm-hmm. people said, well, she's the mother. She's the friend. She's,
1: she's the squeaky clean yeah, actress. This that-
0: soft, friendly yep. person. Yep. So they were talking about, OK, how do we translate that to a TV show? Lizzie Kaplan, they saw it. We see it, too. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't know if we're going to watch it. I'm tempted,
1: though. It's really hard for us to watch TV. It really
0: is. (laughs) In our busy schedules, in between doing this podcast and watching the movies for it, it's not the easiest thing, but maybe it'll be something down the road that we'll check out. But with that... This is going to be the end of yet another episode, but we would love to hear from you about Fatal Attraction, about Assassin's Creed, about the garbage that is 50 Shades Free. The greatest, the trilogy, greatest trilogy of never. <laughs> This is the only one of the three, by the way, that did not get nominated for a Razzie. It was too good, Trent. (laughs) It was too good for a Razzie. All
1: right. All right.
0: But we want to hear your thoughts. So reach out to us. Send us an email. You can do that at neverseenapod You can also find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on there all the time because that's what people with social media do. You can also support the show by clicking the link in the podcast description and throwing us a buck to bring you more smut and more garbage that you didn't know you needed.
1: No more smut, Betsy. We're done with smut. For now, <laughs> <laughs> we sh- we shall return eventually. We'll maybe
0: see. Ma- p- make some more smutty movies. Make some suggestions. M- make
1: some suggestions because I'm kind of out of, uh, of movies on our list.
0: Surface level smutty. We 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 did the ones we could think of,
1: but yeah. I'm sure there's more we haven't considered. I- I've got a few more in mind, but uh, yeah, I want your suggestions.
0: So throw us a buck and help us make that happen. You can also go to iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you are listening to this podcast and rate us five stars. As we understand it, that helps.
1: Not four stars. Not four. Not three stars. Five. Five stars.
0: All right, Trent, that's going to be it for this episode of Never Seen It. We are done with both of our April series April's done. Guess what, though? Because we cannot help ourselves, we're going to start a new series in May. Yeah. But you'll have to wait for that. We'll get to that. We've got some more Wednesday episodes that are going to be just
1: kind of filler, whatever we feel like. Yep, the new series is going to be Sundays in May. Uh, The Wednesdays, we don't know what the hell's going on.
0: We're working on it. We were so far in advance for April that now we're really underprepared for
1: moving forward. (laughs) It doesn't help when Betsy also takes a vacation. You know
0: what? We are (laughs) professionals. We will get it together. (laughs) Yes. But until we get it together, this has been Never Seen It. I am Betsy. I'm Trent. And we will see you next time. Smut forever.